right, I'm going to go down the line. I want to know who your favorite Peter Parker, or Spider-Man, I should say. We can't dis- dismiss Miles, but who was your favorite Spider-Man so far, Sean? Wow, you know, this is a hard choice because I really love two of them. But between Tom Holland and my favorite, it's Andrew Jackson. Wait, Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> I like the president that dressed up as... <laughs> All right. Today we have a special guest coming back after almost a year hiatus. What was it back in episode 10? I think we have Carlos back to talk about Spider-Man in place of our our Nick, who unfortunately could not be on this episode. Not unfortunate. (laughs) For the rest of the episode, I will refer to you as poor man's Nick. Poor man's Nick. Am I still the only straight guy that's been on the show? No, Nick is the other straight guy. (laughs) Nick's the other straight guy, yeah. Um, Carlos, who was your favorite Spider-Man? Okay, so we got to elaborate a little bit, right? Favorite comic book Spider-Man? Favorite actor Spider-Man? Voice actor? like Whatever you want. Who's your favorite? Favorite comic book Spider-Man will have to be Doc Ock when he was in Peter Parker's body, when he was the superior Spider-Man. I don't know if you've ever read that story, but that was like the best Spider-Man's ever started up again. Oh, superior Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. it's not as good though, but okay. the back the one that happened a few years ago, that one was amazing. Best voice actor Spider Man, I will say the one from the nineties cartoon. I don't know if you two ever remember that. You guys are too young. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay, we're too young. Got it. I don't remember his name, but that was a good voice actor. You yeah. may remember him as Greg Brady from the Brady Bunch. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you so, may be too young for that. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess the actor Tom Holland, he's pretty good because um. I was watching Spider-Man 2 yesterday, the original Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire, and I was like, yeah, it's not bad. It's not good anymore. Really? It's not good. It doesn't, well, because I'm still like on the Cloud 9 from this last Spider-Man movie, where it's like, yo, these Spider-Man movies don't hold up anymore. Because he, I don't know, maybe it's just because he's too much of a crybaby. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. he played it too serious. You're too, like, uh, I don't Y'all know Spider-Man y'all love that shit when it first came out. I there did. was nothing yeah, else. No, you're yeah. right. Okay. Now no, like, but uh, from the beginning, I thought he played it too serious, but I still liked those movies. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I will say that as far as the movies go, uh, Andrew Garfield is my favorite as well. I just I just dug his look and the story that was given to him and the way he played off the comedy. I just dig him. I just dig him. So that's going to be mine. Um, Miles is climbing up, though. If they just give us more Miles, he could replace Andrew. I, I, I can't wait to see more yeah. of him, too. So, all right. Well, this is Movie Geek and Proud. If you hadn't guessed, we are going to do Spider-Man Far From Home. Woo! <laughs> We did say last episode that we were doing true romance. That is still true. We're just going to do it on our next episode for the month of July. Right now, we had to capitalize on this latest Marvel feature um, that closes up phase three it does. of the MCU. We'll talk about that. First, though, we got some love mail. Yeah, we got another iTunes review. This one comes from KT and OT, who are um, two uh, gents from the uh, For Your Reference podcast. So they say, with a five star, 
As someone who deeply immerses themselves in a movie, this podcast is the perfect pairing. They strike the perfect balance between poignant observation and hilarious banter. I also appreciate that they cover all types of movies, including Train to Busan. Yes. Subscribe and listen now. How can you not subscribe? Look, look at those college words you had in that review. No, right? No, I actually listen to their podcast, and they're just like us. All they do is just bitch and moan and banter and talk about whatever <laughs> movie that they're doing. Um, they disagree a lot more than we do, so their show definitely has like lots and lots of different points. But uh, thank you so much for that iTunes review. Anyone else who's a fan of the show, go on iTunes. Let us know what you think. Give us that five-star review so we can show up on search engines and people can discover us a little bit more. Carlos. Yes, sir. How do you like being a Patreon contributor? Oh, it pays off. It pays off. You know, I own like, what, half the business? (laughs) Wow. I'm supporting. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I dig it. I love supporting you guys. Uh, I love hearing you. Oh, so if people don't know you, well, I don't know how many fans you have, but in person, you guys bicker and banter like this in real life. We just have a microphone in front of you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is normal for us. This is, all, this is what we do. <laughs> all right, Sean, we have to do question of the week. Do we have to? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have to. All right. I'm going to read it. Question. All right. Name two movies with a common celebrity or character you'd like to see connected into a multiverse. Okay, so what I mean by this question is basically in a multiverse, there are the same people in every different universe. So if you took a celebrity actor, actress from two different movies and and put them together in their own multiverse, or if there's a character out there that there are multiples of, whether it's remakes, reboots, or, you know, whatnot, what would you how would you connect them so basically create your own multiverse with two different movies so what did we get so i'm gonna read my most favorite answer first it's from invasion of the remake and they said deadpool and detective pikachu (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that no that would be uh, a great movie um we have dustin anthony so he's a, a patreon uh contributor he said does jay and silent bob count Jay and Silent Bob showing up in the MCU. The Mallrats tie-in um, was there in Captain Marvel with the Stan Lee cameo. So I'd love to see them pop up for a quick moment and then pop off um, from there. Nice. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert said the Terminator and the Predator. That would be oh. amazing. That would be good. so good. Um, SVO gig from Instagram. Donnie Darko leads into Nightcrawler. Common celebrity character would be Jake G. Donnie is somewhat of a creepy psycho that ends up being the lead in Nightcrawler, who happens to also be a creepy psycho. And if I may add a third one, Nocturnal Animals, um, where we find out that Jake was the author who wrote Donnie and Nightcrawler, since in Nocturnals he writes about thrillers. So it's a little bit of a different answer, but I hope this works. And hi, Robin Sean. Hi. <laughs> oh, Oski. I know. So I'm going to jump on that same train with you from Nathan Reese Foster. He said Spider-Man Far From Home and Nightcrawler. Imagine the guy from Nightcrawler becoming a supervillain, and if the movie stuck to Mysterio using special effects, it would work so easily. 
Jake G is just he's just verse. He just his his own universe would just be amazing. Oh, so you're saying he's versatile? Yes, he's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very verse. Uh, so we have um, our Mekovig. Uh, how about the Corey Feldman movie? Stand by Me is a prequel to Goonies, where Teddy is the father of Mouth. Gremlins is a prequel to The Burbs, which is a sequel to Lost Boys. All the Feldman <laughs> characters are either cousins or extended family, and so on. And then Friday the 13th, part four, also fits in there somehow, as does Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Boom. The oh, Corey verse. Drop the mic. I like that one. <laughs> Uh, the cinema guy said Friday the 13th and Footloose through Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I love that. And so I wrote, I was like, what if John Lithgow was like the savior of that town <laughs> once he got there? That would be amazing. You guys knew that Kevin Bacon was in Friday the 13th, right? I did not. Yep. Yeah, he was in part two. I think that was his first movie. Wow, I had Just no idea. Just killed right through the neck. Just <laughs> hook. Yeah. Uh, DJECM. Uh, how about Clark, Chevy Chase from Vacation, uh, flicks actually went to school or something growing up with the Bueller family's dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Juan Batista said, "Back to the Future" and the Frighteners. Amazing! <laughs> I would love that. And Rob that. said, oh, I want that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> In <Yeah>. all caps. <laughs> I, yeah, I love the Frighteners. I can't help it. <laughs> so, Sean, what multiverse did you create? So, I actually came here with a certain answer, but then I was inspired by your shirt. My shirt? Okay. So I'm wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> I mixed two movies through Tim Curry. All right. I mixed Clue with Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> I think it'd be so funny to see that group of people stuck in a house trying to solve this like mystery and the whole time there's a transsexual after them. <laughs> oh wow. Are are they aliens too? Yes, it's just everything aliens. is just stuck in the house. And it's still a musical, so we're seeing everybody dance and sing. Can you imagine Brad and Janet being in that damn house <laughs> right? with murders and musicals going on and fucking Rocky just <laughs> hopping up everywhere? That'd be amazing. Uh, oh, that's a good one. My All original right. one was Michael Keaton, Batman, and Beetlejuice. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, that would have been good. I like that I one. Seen Beetlejuice in a while. Can Tim Burton direct? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I was just, some people don't accept him right now, so I still wow. love the man, but... All right, um, so, Sean, I'm going to give you the choice. I actually came up with three of them. Do you want to hear the childhood memory shared universe the somewhat horror shared universe or a comedy comedy horror you want the horror one okay so i've mixed in uh johnny depp with edward scissorhands Whoa. and a nightmare on elm street Ooh! can you imagine freddie and edward going toe-to-toe -to -toe i like that with the knives yeah freddie's still gonna win <laughs> <laughs> but does, what does Edward Scissorhands dream about? Exactly. So. Does he even sleep? Yeah. I don't think he does. We'll have to see how that works. I'll okay. tell you the other two later. Okay. But, Carlos, do you have an answer Why to our... Why boring now? Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Your multiverse. Yeah, so I'm going to mix one of my old favorite movies, Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kickboxer. I just want to see Jean-Claude Van Damme fight himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i want to say that's actually good and the only one that made sense out of everything yeah. we've just said 
Yeah, well, I was gonna throw in Street Fighter. You know, I was just to do the callback <laughs> with the, the last show I was on, where he was Guile fighting what's his name Bison. So yeah, but just want to see Jean Claude Van Damme fight himself. Okay, because he's okay. doing that in real life anyway, ruining his fucking career and shit. Wow. <laughs> no, I like that answer. It got meta. <laughs> Um, so everyone, thank you for answering our question of the week this week. We love having, um, all of your answers and just starting a conversation on Twitter and Instagram. We really appreciate it. We're obviously going to have another question for you once our next episode comes in, in the next two weeks. So we are doing episode 57, Spider-Man Far From Home. Just a warning. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. No holding back. I know the movie just came out. There will be spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie, turn this off. We will have a water cooler confession of Spider-Man very, very soon. So you will hear our thoughts on that uh, on the movie without spoilers. But this one is is full on spoilers. So, all right, Sean, lead us in. What what were some of our numbers? How, how's the movie doing? All right. So Spider-Man Far From Home released July 2nd. And it was budgeted at 160 million, and so far it's raked in 580 million. Jesus. Yeah, it's actually the ninth grossing movie of 2000 or sixth, sixth highest grossing movie of 2019 so far. We've got some big names here. We got Tom Holland, Sam L. Jackson, Zendaya, Kobe Smulders, John Favreau, Marissa Tomei. I think I named them all, right? You're just saving best for last. I think I named them all. Continue. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I have not seen this man on screen since I met Sean. His oh. last theatrical movie was when I met this man. What movie yeah. was it? Prince of Persia? It was... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was this movie called Stronger, where it was um uh, a biopic of a guy who... Um, uh, lost his legs from the Boston Marathon. Oh. So he played the guy that, you know, was one of the victims there. And uh, Sean and I went to a Q&A over at the Century City Theater and got to see him in person. But it was like the second time I had seen him. Yeah. And yeah. And then since then, there has been no trace of Jake on on at the movies. He's only been on Netflix. He mm-hmm. did Okja or yeah, Okja and Velvet Buzzsaw. And he did this other movie i can't remember but um yeah welcome back jake yeah, well my favorite movie of jake's is uh was it southpaw where he was a southpaw boxer. the boxer oh my God, yeah that movie was so good it was really I good he that. did very good in that yeah. yes he was scary he was ripped and yeah yeah he, yeah yeah, good movie. Good yeah. Movie. gotta see it so carlos you felt some kind of way oh my and gosh, reached and out my... to us to come on the show oh my gosh for one spider-man is my favorite superhero Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Favorite, favorite Marvel or favorite superhero? In general, favorite superhero. Okay. Of all time. You know, I bet he's everybody's because he's so popular. But once I saw this movie, it's like the world is not... Like, if you haven't seen this movie, you're not ready for Mysterio. I'm telling you that. <laughs> you are not ready. That's not a spoiler, but you're not ready for Mysterio. Most people don't even know where, you know, where he's from. You know, if you watch a 90s cartoon, if you haven't, you know, you're doing it to service. But, wow. Like, the same thing with... um. The first movie, Homecoming, the Vulture really wasn't like a, a popular villain, but Homecoming made him seem like, oh my, oh my gosh, like he's relatable. He's actually a cool villain versus the comic book. I think the same thing that they did it with Mysterio, where he was like a special effects guy. He did uh, illusions, and he always just got beat by Spider-Man like mm-hmm. with one punch. 
I saw <laughs> I saw a podcast. Somebody mentioned it. The old Spider Man Two video game based on the Spider Man Two mm-hmm. uh, Sam Raimi movie. You fight Mysterio, and you know he makes you through, go through obstacle courses, or whatever. But when you finally fight him, his life bar just keeps going up and up and up, like it's gonna be like this massive fight, and just one punch and he goes down. So Mysterio's <laughs> always seemed like a joke, but in this movie, like wow, they made him seem awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I I particularly like the villains that have more of an intellect in their villainy as opposed to just brute and strength and stuff. Not to say that the uh, opposite is bad but i just i i give lots of props to those that's why the riddler is my favorite villain because it's all about wit with him Uh Mm -hmm. and smarts and you don't need muscles to be a heavy ass villain and so i was really looking forward to mysterio i know shit i only saw now remind me because i have a vision in my head i don't know if this is true but i remember a cartoon where i did see mysterio and it like a big part of it took place at a fair or carnival or something yeah Yes, that's all I remember, and I remember that was the only image I saw of him, but from what I knew, he was a villain. Yes. So, the way this movie was advertised, like, there are a lot of people who didn't know, and went into this with like, oh, he has another mentor, and another father figure, and another friend, and I would, I was, I saw this trailer, I was like, hell no, you ain't fooling no one. Oh. No one. It fooled a lot of people, so... I saw it with my girlfriend, and she knows nothing about comic books. Nothing, you know. Why I've been are trying you to with her? Touche. <laughs> no, she's cool. But uh, so, you know, halfway through the movie, you know, we're skipping ahead. Mysterio, you know, he comes out to be a, a good guy. And then in the middle of the movie, you're like, oh, so they defeated the bad guys. What's going to happen next? And then there was a twist where Mysterio's the bad guy, and he tricked Peter Parker. The whole time, like, this is happening... My girlfriend's like, wait, it's too early. So he's in the back up. What's going to happen? And when the twist came out, she's like, oh, my God, what's happening? This is, like, crazy. And, like, I'm working out with her, right? Because, like, this was genius. This was genius. We'll get into detail. But, like, oh, my God, I'm telling you, you're not ready for Mysterio. Not ready. Yeah, so just to give, like, a little background, because Carlos also reads the comics. So he knows the whole background already before seeing the movie, too. Okay, let me back up. Let me back up. Like, this is how cool Mysterio is. Like, (laughs) if you want to go back and see, like, the cool... Because in the comic books, Mysterio really didn't do much. There was one cool thing he really did. Have you guys ever heard of the comic book Old Man Logan? Yes. Yes. So, in that story, the way it starts off was all the superheroes... Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. All the supervillains banded together to finally get rid of all the superheroes. So they ambushed everybody, right? So in the X Mansion, all of a sudden, you know, all these bad guys, they burst, you know, they just burst in. The superheroes or the X Men are fighting the bad guys, and Wolverine just going to town on all these bad guys, just killing them, blood everywhere. And all of a sudden, you hear, like, ha 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 ha. You know, I couldn't have done this without you, Wolverine. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? Bro? Like, <laughs> he's right, voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out, right? Mysterio's like, did you actually think you could defeat us all on your own? And Wait, what's going on? And the, he he lifts the illusion, right? Wolverine was fighting the X-Men the whole time. Yeah, he and he ended up X-Men. killing all the X-Men because Mysterio had the whole illusion and made it think like all the X-Men were bad guys, like Sabretooth and all these other bad guys. So what I'm trying to say is Mysterio tricked Wolverine with his illusion to kill all the X-Men. And Wolverine was like so like in awe and shock that he tried to kill himself, didn't work, but like, for years, he wouldn't pop his claws anymore. Mm-hmm. But that is like the greatest feat Mysterio ever did in the comic books. 
So, so what did he use for his illusion tricks? Like, was it like like hypnotizing powder? Was no, it like it's just like laser illusions? Laser illusions. Oh, so he and, even and did also, the laser thing back also, then. He also did something to trick his sense of smell because you know Wolverine's yeah. smell is very strong, where he could smell who it is. So he tricked them that way. And so the whole plot of the comic book, or how what the villains did, is they they switched up the heroes they fight because. Sp- Spider-Man's spider sense could easily... That's how he was always able to defeat Mysterio. Like, okay, you have all these illusions, but my spider sense is warning me. Where most villains don't even know he has it, where when he tricked Wolverine, everybody know about Wolverine's sense of smell because that's what he was known for. So he he was able to trick him, and it, it just made perfect sense. Just every every super villain mix up the heroes you fight, and you have the advantage over them. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. It's yeah. a good comic. Yeah. Awesome. So Mysterio started off way back in the 60s. He's just a failed actor who took the tech from his acting career and illusions and just yeah, super started crying. Special effects, illusions, mm-hmm. things along that line. So yeah, that's all he really was in the comics. So I loved in the movie that we find out that he was tied to Tony Stark. That was freaking amazing. Okay, yeah, I have something to say about that because I noticed that this was tied into Tony. And I was like, so this makes the second time there was possible world domination because Tony Stark was a dick. So it's like, I know that he just saved the world and died for our sins, but come on now. Like how much are we supposed to be praising this man when he's causing all of these fucking villains to come out of the woodwork? He did the same shit in Iron Man three. And it's just like, Dude, how many other employees do you have out there gunning for you? Like, dude. What happens when you're powerful, man? Man, but yeah, you I got mean, money. do we like the fact that it was tied to him again? I love Does it, it feel a little rehashed? The fact that they brought back the tech from Civil War that Tony made, and that's what it was tied to, it made perfect sense. It's almost like, did you guys plan this from the beginning? Or are you just that smart that you were able to connect it? The second one. The second one? Because yeah. it's Marvel? Yeah. No, it... It, it just worked perfectly. And I do like that it tied back to Tony Stark because now it gave the villain a motive. Mm-hmm. In the comic book, he's just a failed actor that's trying to make money. He's doing dumb shit, right? So now there's a there's a motive. There's a reason. And I don't know. I thought it was genius. No, I, I liked it too. I just I just wonder. It's like Tony Stark is kind of up here with everybody, but yet he, you know, back in the day... He just wasn't a good person, and he's just causing all these people to get a fight. I mean, to take his technology like that, it's pretty fucked. But that's a Tony thing to do. I know. No, no, and just... I love the message that he is a dick. He has caused all this, and just because he sacrificed himself, now he's this hero. But we get to see this kind of close to phase one through three that he caused some issues. Like, yeah. He's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like how the movie starts off, though. We get a complete explanation as yeah. to explaining why all the kids are still going to school and, and doing all this stuff. And I mean, it was kind of like what we talked about. I mean, it, it just, but uh, I just didn't think the odds that every single friend of Peter Parker's had, what did they call it? Blipped. blipped. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know they all blipped. That's why I didn't make sense at first. It's like all of you went away and, and went back to school. That So I was like, eh, but I do love the fact that some of the kids who just grew up and the Asian it, guy, it yeah. feels weird. It feels weird. I, I don't know. It just felt weird, but it was still cool. I just thought it was funny. Um, 
because when they were explaining this whole thing, uh, how everybody you know blipped or was snapped away by uh, Thanos in Endgame or sorry or Infinity War, that well you know the Be- the the white girl Betty I forget Betty her last Grant. name and then you the, don't remember her name she's a I, big character in the comics yeah whatever uh, <laughs> and, and then and her her co-host in the high school show that they're doing he's like. Yeah, you know, I came back and now my little brother's older than me. Like, yep. what's going on? So, like, the way they did it, they explained it, they added comedy into it. It was just genius. Yeah. Now, trivia for you two. Betty Brant was in the Tobey Maguire movies. Do you yes. remember who played her? Uh, Oh, my gosh. What's her name? No, I have no clue. Yeah, I, I know her name. She was in the 40-year-old version. Uh, she was in those singing shows or movies. I forgot yeah, it was Elizabeth Banks. That's her name. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, she was okay. a brunette. Uh, yeah, she, she was Jay Jonah's uh, assistant. Yeah, normally she works at the Daily Bugle, mm-hmm. and she actually had kind of a romance with Peter in the comics. I but... do recognize the name. Mm-hmm. When I saw her name, but the fact that she was in high school threw me off, so I didn't know who she was. But, yeah. I, I, but I do remember the name. That's good. So do we like the explanation? Did it all make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Okay. Oh, it, it tied into Endgame. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. No, I, I do like that. I... Uh, overall, I did like this movie. What what I'll also point out is that we got to see more of the friends. We got to see more of Ned and and you know Mary Jane and and all of that. And I thought they were all don't comed- call her Mary Jane. She's MJ. MJ, excuse me, <laughs> MJ. Um, no, I like that we got more of them. I I think Ned's a funny guy, and yeah. I'm glad that we got more of him. He was hysterical, and I love how those two got together oh, Betty, and were just yeah. <laughs> and just, just being the perfect ride. oh we're together so good so good i love it yeah it, it was good now what do we think about the whole elemental idea well when i first saw the trailer i was like okay sandman sandman we've done this i i i don't want no elements in i don't know it just seemed a little rehashed to me but i didn't know who the elementals were there's actually um, Hydro Man uh-huh. and Molten Man. Okay. Who a lot of people are calling them. Gotcha. Yeah, I I had no idea. So at first I was like, eh, we're, we've already done this. But um, as far as what they were doing, I, again, just was like, no, they're not real. I like I kind of knew. So I wasn't really like scared or worried or, you know, whatever. Yes, they were causing damage, but... It was just whatever. I was more concentrated on Quinn. I was watching him the whole time. I needed to know what he was doing so I can figure out what he, what you know, he, what was going on. But elementals are are they better or worse than what we just saw, or are, well, is that exactly what they look like? They didn't seem that exciting to me to have their own movie, to be honest. Well, what I'll say is that it was a beautiful bait and switch, right, in the marketing and in the movie itself, the way they introduced elementals. In the comics, they are real characters. I know who Hydro Man is, the Molten Man, not familiar with, and Sandman, I think, is one of them as yeah. well, right? Where so they are actual characters, but right here they didn't really have a backstory. They just showed up out of nowhere, causing havoc, and Mysterio came and saved the day. But using them for that bait and switch, using them as a, I'll just get into it now if you guys don't mind. There were hologram projections, mm-hmm. right? But nobody knew this, right? There, and it would. Oh my just the, all the 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 twists and turns of this movie is just amazing sorry i'm just working out right now but yeah the way they were introduced with hydro man and destroying the city spider-man like what is spider-man gonna do against like big old like tsunami right he wasn't doing anything uh and then how just mysterious came save the day 
Just like boom, <laughs> special effects, right? This wow. is like what was going on? Special effects and you know this big movie, right? Just to introduce them, and I was unclear. Like, wait, did he kill him? Did he not kill Hydro Man? Like, if they left that ambiguous until later on, but it, it was just a perfect plan what Mysterio had. Like, I'm gonna introduce this catastrophic event. I'm gonna save the day so I can just come in for glory and mm. try to get another superhero. Even trick Nick Fury to believe like these are real. And come on, who tricks Nick Fury? Right. Who, who's gonna do that? No, that's we're, another. Conversation. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> definitely getting into that. That was that was crazy. So let me know when they were sitting on top of the building and having their, you know, one on one talk, and he was confiding in him. Was that a hologram? No, that was he, real. Because he real. flew up. And then he sits right uh, next no, to him. Actually, you're right. It could I have think been he was a hologram. One. I mean, he was obviously very close talking with uh-huh. him, but I'm trying to remember if there was any times he like touched him or anything like that. And like that had to be fake. You're uh, right. Actually, yeah. now that you bring it up, that I think that was because when it's revealed at the end of the movie, he didn't have the mysterious costume on. Right. right. He had like a different fish fishbowl around him. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, yeah, that. yeah. So I, observation. It, it's just little stuff like that, man. I, I, you know, I, I was with him. I was like, okay, this is cool. But my, my thing is, is that in their lair they brought up multiverse. Yes, another so big switch. Is so we still don't have multiverse yet. So I was gonna ask you guys to tie into that. So did you ever think that he was from another Earth? I okay, yes. I did. I, I did. did. Yeah. I did think so. I don't know why he was here, though. That's the only thing I can't think of. I think, think the of. explanation was the, the snap that Thanos did. Oh, him coming? Yeah. Is that what he said? I think so. Or yeah, they said the snap weakened the the reality the, barrier. Oh, so okay. Through. I must have missed that. So I really did go in thinking he's from another dimension. And okay. I didn't believe that he was a hero. I thought yes. he was going to do something evil. Exactly. But yeah. But I was yeah, excited for him. I was very excited. So we technically don't have it yet. Are we okay well, with this? Yes and no. But first, when he said, when he's talking to Peter, he's like, oh, your reality is 616. Yep. I'm like, no, that's the comic book reality. Yes, yeah, not. Because um, yeah. way back when, sorry, I'm getting a little loud. Because way <laughs> okay. back when they gave the MCU a number for their universe. I think it's 199901. Yeah, so I'm like, wait, no, you like this is wrong. This yeah. is like totally wrong, right? But so yeah, they even got me, right? But back I think it was in Doctor Strange where the not the chosen one, what's her name? The ancient one. The ancient one. She I think she talks about the multiverse in that movie. So there is a multiverse from okay. my understanding, but Well, they talk about it in Endgame too. Oh, they do. She talks about oh, it. Oh, that's that's the movie. Yeah. I know it involved the ancient one, but yeah, they were she talked about a multiverse. Okay. I have a feeling a multiverse is coming in the movies. I think this was just their soft reveal of, hey guys, this is something you have to think about. Like, there's okay. other dimensions. Okay. All right. Um, what did you guys think of Peter Parker's story in this? So, most of it is pretty rom-com. All he wants to do is kick it with MJ this whole time. Do you feel like this side story was like important to have in this one um they also touch base on his reaction to tony stark being gone and Uh him dealing with that too um did you guys find that side story to be entertaining just having all that so i would say spider-man is popular because he was the first hero that stanley was like people want to see his real life they don't just want to see you know superman flying around they want to see a kid in an outfit dealing with life 
So I think doing that and making that part of his story was very true to the character, and it was very enjoyable to watch. So I'm down for it. Okay. So I I think it was great, because if you go back to um, Homecoming, or even Civil War, right? All he wants to do is just be an Avenger. I want to be an Avenger. I want to be an Avenger. He kept texting Foggy, trying to get a hold of Tony Stark. He's like, when's the next mission? When's the next mission? I want to be a part of this. And, you know, eventually, you know, he buys the Vulture, and then he gets into Infinity War and Endgame. Now, in this movie... He's, he's different, right? Well, it happened at the end of uh, Homecoming where it's like, well, you know, maybe I will be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But you can see character development there. Now he's like, okay, now I was an Avenger. I I guess I saved the universe or helped save the universe. Now I just, I need to relax. I need to, I need time for myself. I need to comprehend what's going on. The death of Tony, um, you know, what's the world dealing with right now after the, the blip, whatever they called it. So just seeing that development is like, maybe I just want to be a little selfish. I just want to hang out with the girl that I like. At least the one I hang out with my friends. So, yeah, I think it was cool. You know, people kept saying, oh, it was a dramatic uh, character change. But I think it was, I think it was good. I, I, I like the way, because he's, he's a high school kid. You know, he's going to go through all these, all these emotions. Yeah. So, I think it was good. Um, remind me of the, the other guy, the rich kid, the bully. The uh, one oh, that Flash Thompson. Thompson. I didn't even know he was rich until the end of it. Yeah. So, so Flash, <laughs> I love his, like devotion to spider-man but yet he hates peter parker so much um is there anything that explains his obsession with spider-man why he likes him so much Um, in the comics or anything i don't know if there or is is that something new yeah he just it's set up that he reveres him like there's even a comic where he dressed up as spider-man and got attacked by dr octopus and then everybody thought he was Uh spider-man it was funny <laughs> i i do like that tie-in do we want to see more of flash Thompson? oh yeah i do because mm-hmm. in the comics he ends up becoming agent venom yeah yeah, yeah that's what i remember him yeah. from so um do you think they're going to carry that out with this character or is he just somebody on the side that I is think just right getting a different timeline I think right now he's just on the side. Okay. Oh, but there's like a touching story in the comic with Flash Thompson. I'm not going to get into yeah. it. I could, <laughs> I could ramble on for days. Yeah, Peter and Flash actually after high school become they, the best friends. of friends. Mm-hmm. So especially we'll talk about the end credit scene, but yeah. especially with that happening, I could see Flash becoming a very different character and a bigger character in the movies. Okay. All right. Cool. Now, let's touch on Nick Fury for a second. So, (laughs) very first thing that we see is he is investigating a location, and Quentin comes in, bam, and that's all we get, right? All of a sudden, oh, I just it it was just weird. They go down to the lair, and they're like, this is Quentin. You can reveal yourself in front of him, and he's a part of this. He's going to help us do... It just, it was just weird. It was weird. But my my question, though, like them going to London in the f- first place, was that also orchestrated or was that a coincidence? The way that I saw it is I think Quentin knew who Spider-Man was and he was Peter Parker. So I think he purposely like set stuff up around Peter because that was his end game to get Peter to give him the tech. Okay, so London came first, Quinn followed, got Nick on board. Right. That's what I was a little bit confused of. I didn't know exactly how much influence Quinn had over Nick, but um, Nick Fury was 
off his game. It yes. was weird. I was waiting for a reveal. Like I knew this whole time, and I've been orchestrating this something. I just like his jokes weren't landing. Yeah, exactly. His, do- his calls were being dodged. He just was not getting any respect. I do love the line though, where he was like, "I'm gone for five years. I come back. I, don't know I have nothing. On. I have no idea what's going on. I'm out of the loop." I love that bit of continuity, but he was off. There was something weird about him, and it was it was just bugging me. Well, and you noticed the Captain Marvel line, so share that with us. So I, I pointed out to Sean that when uh, Peter was going through the list of people who would be better suited for this mission, and he brought up Captain Marvel, and he said, Nick said, don't invoke her name. Yeah. And I'm like, Nick doesn't talk like that. What is invoke? What is, why is he saying it like that? And then we come to the reveal, but I mean, I don't know if that's a part of it. Do you think, because I asked you, I was like, does Nick talk like that? Would he say something like that? Even though, cause they're best buds. I don't think Nick would say that. Cause that using the word invoke is a very like reverential term. So I don't think Nick would speak that way. As much as he's friends with Marvel, he wouldn't say that about Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just found that a little off, but you noticed it too. I did. Okay, what did you? What were your theories about that? Like, what were you thinking when all of this was happening? So I want to back up a little bit. When they first enter the lair, and Nick's like, everybody in here knows your identity, so you can take off your mask. For me, that that's the part that, ir- that irked me, because Peter Parker in the comics was always like, I can't reveal my identity to anybody. Right, Aunt May didn't know. Mary Jane didn't know for the longest time. Like he was very secretive because um he always cared about putting the loved one, his loved ones in danger. That's what it, he was always about. Where in this movie, oh yeah, okay, everybody knows who I am now. It's cool. It, that that's like a little out of character for him. Except for I'm gonna challenge you because in Endgame he took his mask off like the whole time during that he end scene. Did during the fight scene? Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go on. Okay, continue. So, so that kind of bothered me a little bit, right? So, like, okay, the bodyguard, you know, it looks like he can just kill anybody. Like, right. okay, he knows who I am. Mysterio knows who I am. So, like, yeah, everybody just knows who he is. And Nick Fury, Nick Fury is the one who told him, yeah, just take off your mask. Who cares? Yeah. So, that kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way. And then, you know, back to what you were saying. Yeah, Nick was a little off, right? And you can see he was he was a little bothered. Like I don't know what's going on. We have all these elementals. I don't. I can't. Who, who am I? I can't call anybody. Thor's not here. Guardians of the Galaxy. Who knows? Tony. You know he's dead. Steve. He's gone. Who, who else am I gonna call? Like, but again, like at the end, you find out why. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made sense and why the scroll. Oh, never mind. Okay. It's okay. No, no, no. It's all good. No, this but is, this it, is spoiler. So yeah. Yeah. Don't don't invoke her name. Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense, right? Because oh, I'll let you guys reveal it. But yeah, that's Nick wouldn't say that. But it, I understand at the end of the movie why they said that. Right. Or so why he said that. We'll breach it. So a scroll who's been saved by Captain Marvel <laughs> would say something like that. Because we find out that Nick is Talos and uh, Maria Hill is his wife crazy the whole freaking yeah. movie so this um was revealed at the very last scene of the movie um uh, post credits mm-hmm. yeah i believe it was post credits yeah it was yeah very yeah the very very yeah. end and um nick is found somewhere v- trying space. to vacate just no he's on the he's, ship he's from Captain oh okay okay gotcha, gotcha okay and he's just doing a vacay everybody's got to get back to work do you think no no this was your question sean like 
Was it a joke? Did it mean anything? Was it a tie-in? Was it a hint? So I think it's a couple things. So in the comics, there's a big arc called Secret Invasion where we find out that squirrels have been impersonating heroes for a long time, but they were doing it with malicious intent because they were trying to take over the world. So will the movies go there? Who knows? Because they've been shown as good guys, but there could be bad squirrels too. So um, I kind of heard a theory Okay. because um, I follow other comic book podcasts on YouTube. Traitor. Um, yes. <laughs> so... The theory was they had to change the scrolls to being good guys because they already did secret invasion air quotes during uh the second Captain America uh, Captain America movie. Oh, with Hydra, with, with Hydra, right? Because they invaded Shield, invaded er- everybody, right? Without knowing. So if they were to do it again with the scrolls, they're just retelling that movie again. Mm-hmm. So mm. the other thing it ties back to is. <laughs> They did this big reveal in the comics where Nick wasn't aging for a long time and he would just kind of say like, oh, he has the serum that Captain America had. And then it was revealed later that the real Nick Fury has been aging, that he's been using, called they're called LMDs, life model decoys, to basically play him out for the longest time ever. So I think this squirrel thing was a joke on that and a tie into the fact that he just relaxes and lets other people do his work. Gotcha, well, gotcha. The other theory that I'm hearing is he was he was in space, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. was on vacation, but the theory was he's forming sword. The, yeah, I've heard that. The shield, basically, but in space. That or off of flight. Yeah. Do you still think that's a Nick Fury thing to do to let a scroll take over him and and deal with a mission like this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That is something that he would... I just think he didn't trust anyone to just let somebody go out and just take care of this problem that's going on. But I don't know. I I think it's in his character because he trusts the squirrels to... Wait, do you hear that? What? I can't believe she's here. How did she find us? Oh, she's back again. God damn it. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> Carlos, you're new to this. <laughs> we have a visitor. This Brenda that we call her is an interrupting bitch. All she does is come in and interrupt us doing our show, and she's basically known for just coming in and and just stopping everything that we're doing and and just causing havoc right in the middle of our show, just like she would at the movies. So anytime oh. that she comes around, that means one of us has a story to tell about a bad uh experience at a movie theater so sean okay so i went and saw annabelle comes home with my friend mikey and that movie is a loud ass movie except for there's one scene that it gets really quiet and i use the word ass because it comes into play the woman (laughs) the woman behind me farted during this really quiet scene but it wasn't super loud but i heard it and I just started giggling like crazy. I couldn't stop laughing. And then I heard her start laughing because she could hear me laughing. So the two of us are just laughing at this part. And it's like a scary part in the movie. So Mikey asked me later, like, why did you think that part was so funny? I was like, I didn't. The lady farted. <laughs> My God. So she didn't say anything? No. She just didn't apologize? or No. Oh Would you? <laughs> I don't know. I just, Excuse me. I think you have farted. Well, I, yeah. So I don't know. That's 
That's hilarious. God, I wonder what she was eating that day. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you know what happened in our theater. So we saw Spider-Man Far From Home together, and somewhere down in the bellows of the orchestra, you know, uh, orchestra seating, somebody was snoring. Mm-hmm. Loud. Loud. I mean, it was constant throughout this whole movie. He was just, just on point, just snoring. No one around him wanted to say a goddamn thing, as if it would be rude to interrupt his sleeping. Yeah. Well, like, take your alone? ass home. Huh? What if he was there alone? I still would have said something. Yeah. Like, no one cared. Like, come on. I almost yelled over the balcony, but I'm like, it's not going to solve anything. But it was so loud, Carl. It was so loud. And it, it wasn't annoying, thank God. But there were a few parts where I was like... I can't hear what the man's saying because I'm so distracted by the <laughs> snoring that's going on. So, <laughs> yeah, so that sucked. Well, rule number 267. Be careful what you eat before you walk into the theater because you're going to be sitting there for 90 minutes minimum. Take care of your body. <laughs> yeah, and make sure to not eat your apple in the movie. Eat it before. <laughs> man... I, yeah, I don't think that's ever happened to me in a theater. <laughs> Can't wait for that to happen. I don't know what I would do, especially if it smelled. Oh. Did you even smell I it? I didn't smell it. Oh, my god. So goodness. I didn't dealt it. <laughs> uh, okay, Brenda's gone. Let's continue with our review. All right, so you're talking about Nick, and yes, I think it's in his character. I don't think that he would expect Talos to fuck it up like he did. <laughs> So, at what point was it Talos? Like, was it the very first scene that we got when they were investigating that other location? Was that Talos or was that Nick? And he was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to... Okay. So, he's going around just, like, investigating sightings and stuff? Because I just thought it was weird because when he was in Peter Parker's room and he shoots Ned, right, with the trank, knocks him out. And then other people are just knocking, and he's just like, "I'm ready to shoot him." I'm re- That's not Nick. He's like, "I'm not." He's like, That's "I'm not gonna Nick t- to me." He's like, "I'm not. I'm gonna take him." I like he would have taken Peter somewhere else and just called it a day. I think, but like, he was like so trigger happy in that scene. Like, if somebody else comes in. You care about your teacher. Like, okay, like you're getting a little excessive there, Nick. See, that's Nick in Far From Home, which is a little bit of the one gripe that I do have about this movie. The comedics of this, the comedy, the the funny parts did not land as much as I thought it would. Like mm. the whole ghosting lines that didn't land the first time and they used it like three times. I, I found a little bit of the writing and some of these scenes that were played out to be a little clumsy. I, I wasn't fully impressed with this one. It's not my favorite Spider-Man. Oh, Mm. Yeah. Um. It, again, just some of the jokes didn't land. I I didn't have a problem with any of the new characters. I thought the two chaperones were cool. I thought the classmates were fun. Um. The bus scene where he accidentally tries to blow up, you know, home dude with <laughs> with his new glasses. I mean, that was entertaining to a certain degree. But I don't know. There was just something a little off with me with the whole movie in itself. I mean, did you guys did you guys think this was your favorite Spider-Man? Was uh, it It's my favorite Spider-Man. It is your yes. favorite Spider-Man. Okay. But it's not because of the comedy. Yeah, some there were some great parts, some a lot of parts that just missed. Yeah. Where like the term ghosting they kept using that that's going to fall flat in a couple of years. We're not going to use that term anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it now. <laughs> um 
So yeah, but it, it was just a little awkward, right? You have a kid who's trying to tell this girl that he likes her. That all that stuff was awkward. The stuff with it, there was a lot of awkwardness going on in this movie, right? Like uh, the, the interaction between Peter and a lot of his friends, but the fight scenes. I think that's where it, it saves it. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the fight scenes, and I love the illusions and him just kind of being in his head and all of those. Like I, I, I thought that was brilliant work. It just reminded me a lot of like Scarecrow and and I'm I know there's another one that I'm thinking of. I know there's somebody else. Um, I was some of the alpha video game, but yeah, no, I, I just really enjoy that aspect of villainy. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I really like this one, I think I would still take the Andrew Garfields. And the reason I stick by those is I like that he is portrayed as a hero who has to do it on his own, which is very much like most of Spider-Man's career. Whereas in these ones, he's always like teamed up with Tony or Nick or someone just kind of following orders in a way. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I, I like this one, right? Because it introduces... It's a new take on stuff we already know. Like the spider sense. The way they introduce it, right? Because in the first movie, he didn't talk about having a spider sense. So people always like wondered, does he have a spider sense? He didn't bring it up while he was fighting. It was kind of hinted at it in Infinity War, right? When he was on the bus. Yeah, and, and his hair his, stood his up. Yeah. go up. It was like, is that a spider sense? But in this movie, they called it the Peter Tingle. Yeah. Right, I love the Peter yeah. Tingle, and it's embarrassing, right? Because because Aunt May is the one who brought it up, so you know she's coming up with all these embarrassing terms for him. So I don't know. I just like the new take. So like that was that was a comedic line where I thought it hit. So I I don't know. I I thought that was perfect. And again, you know, just a twist on something we already know about Spider Man. Yeah. How do we feel about Aunt May and Happy? I was just gonna bring that up. I freaking loved. Every I love scene it. Yeah. Them. I love it. It was great. They Especially the payoff where he's like, "So what's up with you guys?" And um, Happy like says she's my girlfriend, and then she's like, "Oh, it's just a fling." What? <laughs> no big deal. Just friends. <laughs> just friends. Oh, it was great. It was great. I do love that. I I do like them together, and you wonder if. Well, I mean, there was always a little hint about like Tony being attracted to her. A little bit, but we didn't know that her, him and Pepper were back together. Did any of you want to see those two get together? No. No? No, not no. Tony. So anyway. we're cool with Happy being a suitor for yeah, her. Yeah, it, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, Aunt May needs someone who's going to take care of her. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need taken care, care of, but it's nice that she has a partner. True. Yes. She can do it on her own. <laughs> oh, one other thing, Rob. Ben. Oh, yes, go ahead. We had a Ben hint in this comic, or in this movie. The, Did you notice it? The um the luggage or yeah the, the yeah. luggage had his initials. So there's been this whole thing online where people are talking about Ben exists in the MCU. So is he alive? Is it the same origin? And uh, the director has kind of hinted that we'll get some answers probably in the next movie. Oh, re- well, very I, cool. I, had, I was under the impression he did die because if you go back to the first movie, Homecoming. Uh, when Ned find found out that Peter Spider Man, he's like, does May know? He's like, no, I can't do that to her. Like after everything oh. she's been through, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of hinting. Uncle well, ben that could died. also mean divorce. He could have like a second family up in, you know. Don't do this to me, Rob. <laughs> Don't do this to me, I'm Rob. I'm just saying, you know, she's been through a lot. Doesn't mean death. He could just be a total ass and skipped out. Mm-hmm. Like I can't take this shit no more. Okay, I'm taking over the show now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, that's something interesting to figure out. Well, hopefully, we'll we'll get something. Um, back to my man. <laughs> I got to talk about what Jake. About Jake. Me, 
I got to talk about Jake G some more. Oh no, no. Gosh, Question bad. for you, though. So the big reveal when he's in the bar and he's going through the whole big speech and introducing everyone, he was a little bit zany, goofy, so over the I top. I thought it was a little weird, right? So they just fought, was it Molten Man or yeah. whatever? And they're like, okay, let's go get a drink. So they're in a bar with their superhero costumes on and their mask off. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This seems weird. Like, yeah. Both of them are just like, okay, we're here having a drink. Nobody's saying anything about our costume. Yeah. Nobody's like, oh my God, wasn't that you? So that's where it kind of threw me off. But yeah. So Peter's talking about like, oh, I'm not going to be the next Tony Stark. Uh, I guess the message he read on the glasses was for the next Tony Stark, I choose you. So he kind of interpret, interpreted that differently saying, oh, I get to choose who gets to basically wield this technology or these glasses or whatever. So he handed it over to Jake or uh, Mysterio. Mysterio, yeah. So, okay, that kind of mess made sense, but that whole scene kind of threw me off. Like, you're in your costume, guys. Yeah. But then when, if, when it, w- it was revealed that it was a hologram or an illusion, like, oh, my God, that was genius. Very was genius. Beautiful. Beautiful, now, beautiful. Is there any type of significant uh, personality with Quentin? Did Jake have to sort of grab onto a specific persona or he could have basically just done whatever he wanted with Quentin? Like, is his likeness like Mysterio? Did we get a Quentin, or did we just get a different character? I think Mysterio usually doesn't have that big of personality. Like, I think he had a lot of freedom to kind of do what he wanted with the character. Do we like what we got? Oh, I loved it. I loved it, yeah. Jake was really good. I'm biased, but he was so good at this villain. I believed him to be a kid killer. Sorry. Like, he looked like he wanted to take them out. I mean, just him pointing that gun in his face. Thank God Peter caught it, but he almost shot him point blank in the head. Like, he's crazy, and I believed every minute of it. That was that was a very tough scene to watch for me. It happened so quick, but I was like, you're about to shoot this kid. Damn. That was a beautiful scene, too, because, mm-hmm. again, they hinted at the Peter Tingle or the spider sense. They mentioned it a couple times, but they So back... So this is something I want to talk about. So um, in the comics, when his spider sense go off, you see these things coming from his head, right? Or in the in the cartoon, you see the background start changing. Like, oh, some, some danger is going on. So you have an idea that, oh, Spider-Man's going to avoid this or danger's happening. Something's about to go down. And the, his spider sense is the biggest reason why he's always able to defeat Mysterio and get through his illusions. But they hinted at it. They gave the audience like, okay, it's in the movie. Okay, let's move on and start getting into the big fight scene. And then they didn't mention it. And then that scene you just mentioned, he got through his illusions. He meets him face face to face. He's like, I just want the glass, man. Just give him back to me. So uh, Mysterio, you know, he's on the floor. He got shot. He's like, oh, he's like, you want these? And, you know, that that turned out to be another illusion. And Peter just reached out, reached out to his side, grabbed the gun before he got shot. Revealing, he's like, I knew you were there the whole time. My spider sense told me you were there he didn't tell you but it was just show the audience like well we told you about it here it is and here you know he's using his spider sense where i thought it was great right everybody else like oh cool you know he knew it was there but for me it's like they are utilizing his spider sense this is beautiful you know his powers are sorry i'm working out no it's all good it's all good i i just hate that his fate had to end we're not gonna see him again and it sucks I, I really, really liked him. And they kept the vulture. <laughs> <laughs> but a question for you guys, though. Um, this reveal that this pseudo-hero was actually a villain. Um, 
the total opposite kind of happened with the Mandarin. Do you think that reveal comparison, do you think this was played better or worse? Did you guys get more of a feel from the twist of Mandarin versus this? Which one do you think played off better? I think this one, since it had history to it and it made more sense, it worked. With Mandarin, like, they basically took a villain that a lot of people really like and for no reason they just made him a random actor. Okay. And I don't think we've ever really talked about the Mandarin twist or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I I was a little, I don't know nothing about the Mandarin. I was very excited to learn about him because Ben Kingsley is fucking psycho. The man knows how to be badass messed up in the head. And I was so excited to see him as the Mandarin and then bam that happened and I was like no I yeah like it felt it. flat where the Mandarin wasn't he, he was irrelevant yeah in that movie yeah. where in the comics he's like what is he is it like a sorcerer like the rings he has like gives him powers he didn't have that in the movie so yeah. that's why it just felt flat and then the rest of the movie was fighting the other white dude who mm-hmm. uh, man I forgot what the, the powers were regardless yeah but the twist here in, in, in Spider-Man his change of personality where it's like I'm a hero right I'm gonna save the day. I'm gonna save the world. My my world was destroyed to this a little psychopath, right? Where it's like, okay, now now I'm gonna do this. If you're not with me, you're you know you're dead. Or if anybody else finds out, I'm gonna kill all of you. Where he starts going a little psycho, where it's just a changing character, which is beautiful. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. All right, so to close up this review, let's talk about MJ knowing the whole time. And the then whole our, time? The whole time. <laughs> and then our, our end scene there. So, um, shenanigans. Was it cool that she knew this whole time? Is she that smart? Is she that... Or is Peter just stupid at keeping a secret? Because he revealed it in front of Aunt May like nothing. He clearly is not as good of a... You know, sneaking around as good as he says he is. And it's a little obvious, to be honest, but shenanigans was it cool that she knows i love it because i i personally feel in older comics like women are always just this dumb side character like look at lois lane like she's so close to clark kent and superman and she's like oh you have glasses on i don't know who you are so come on give this and yeah (laughs) and that was honestly the best part of um oh what is that movie this is the first Superman. Oh, the Man of Steel. Man of Steel. When Lois was like, I'm a reporter. Yeah. You really yeah. thought this was going to be hard for me to figure out. I just, I just love that. It makes perfect sense. That's exactly what should happen mm-hmm. from a man that doesn't disguise himself one bit. But did it make sense to you? So I liked it and I didn't. And I'll tell you why. So she gave a reason like, come on, Washington. You know, like she, she, came, she gave him like clues. Like there's this, there's this, this is how I knew. Um, but Peter was like fighting it the whole time. Right? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm not Spider-Man. Like, what are you talking about? Yada, yada, yada. And then at the end, okay, I am Spider-Man. Let's go. You know, because they found like the hologram, right? Or the, the projector. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's oh, like, okay, we got um, to go. There you drop. And it goes back to what I was saying. Like Peter in the comics, he was always super secretive. Like now that it's like, oh, okay, you know, you're fighting so hard to try to convince her you're not. You know, you see something on the floor. Okay, I'm Spider-Man. Let's go. Yeah. It's like, okay. that it kept, That's how it left me. It was like, okay, um, you this didn't really sit well with me. It's it's also funny that she was actually cool with it. Like she didn't give a shit that he lied the whole time. I mean, yes, he slaved saved her life, you know, a couple times, but you know, she wasn't pissed off about it. She still 
Psalm as a love interest, even though she's about that life now. And which brings to our next scene, how I, I thought it was beautiful. They them flying together. I think it was cool or swinging together, I should say. But if you land in Times Square with a chick on your arm, I'm right. sorry, people are going to know who you are. Well, he could have saved her, right? Like, they could have played it that way. Like, mm. oh, he just saved me from a muggy. Mm. I'm with Rob. I, you know, I, I don't know. It's just a little bit too close to home for me. I would not be seen with her so quickly. But, um, yeah, we get our last scene. Nobody gives a shit that Spider-Man's walking around either, just swinging in with this chick. But... I love it. That line Quentin says at the very end before he dies, like you got, like you got to make them believe. They'll believe when you tell them. So. And I was like, "What does this mean?" And then Home Dude took the flash drive out, and I was like, "I don't know what's going on." And then that, that, that video. Fuck! What an amazing scene. I had no idea what was going on, but when he popped up, and I was like, "No." Don't do it. Don't, I, I I knew the whole time where it was leading to. Did you? Just the way it played out, though. Like, he's like, Spider-Man is... And he didn't finish. Like, it cut off, but then it cut back. And then he said his full name, Peter Parker. But then he showed the freaking picture of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That is amazing. Well, can we back up, though? J.K. Simmons? Oh. As J. Jonah Jameson? Yes. That's where I... When he came on screen... That's where I lost it. We had an applause in our We did. We did. This was amazing, right? Because he is like the only actor that I can see that could be J. Jonah Jameson. So I, what did I say afterwards? After that, I was like, um, <laughs> he completely sold out <laughs> and just went over to MCU yep. because he's technically not a part of the MCU. Right. So, I now mean, technically they were supposed to have picked a different actor. And so I just find it funny how he just jumped ship and just complete traitor to um, freaking Toby <laughs> and, and just jump ship. And I just thought that was funny. Wait, was he a part of Toby's or Andrew's? Toby's. Toby's. He's part of, who yeah. was Andrew? They, he didn't have one. He yeah. didn't have one. Okay. I think he was going to get There was uh, an Jay email in the, in the second one, right? Mm-hmm. There was an email in the second one where he sent pictures. But that was it. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I didn't question it one bit, but I'm like, wait a minute. He's not a part of this universe. Is there a multiverse? Is that where he comes from? You know, I was like theorizing, but I was like, at the end of the day, he's sold out. That's, that sucks. Like you're, you're Toby's Jay. Wouldn't you do the same thing? I would. But still, I just thought that was funny. It was great. So here I was murking out when he came on screen. I'm like, yeah, Spider-Man's a menace. Yes, nobody else can do this. And then the reveal, right? Spider-Man's Peter Parker. Like, what? Another one? That's two in a row? Like, what I the know. hell's going on? How? It was crazy. Sorry. But, I mean, is it really something to be like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? Everybody knew about Iron Man. So, I know. Iron like, Man was rich. He had yeah. all this security that, that can save him. He was in the Avengers Mansion. Peter Parker had shit. <laughs> yeah. And this actually happened in Civil War in the comics. Um, he revealed himself to the public... And we got to see Flash basically like come crawling back like I picked on you all these years and you were my hero this whole time. Like so that's where I think the character of Flash could be really interesting like self-discovery of wow I've been picking on such a strong person and you could have done anything this whole time. That's funny. Well so what do you guys think is going to happen now um, with this reveal? Any thoughts on what's to come? Will it be harder for him? Easier? It's going to be harder because everybody thinks he killed Mysterio. So now he's wanted. Mm. So now he can't just go home and hide. He's got to actually like pick up um, Aunt May and like 
get out of town. Spider-Man, Parabellum, Chapter 3. Yep. I would <laughs> love it. Everybody just gets, just get the um, Sinister Six. Is it Sinister Six? Yeah. Sinister yeah. Six. Just get them all. Just be like, get him. Contracts up. Get Spider-Man and just have Spider-Man, Peter Parker, John Wicket throughout the whole movie. I would love that. Oh. <laughs> it just got me excited for what's next. I know. So... We're at the end of phase three. This didn't end with Endgame. Endgame was not the season finale. It was <laughs> um, Spider-Man. So this ties into everything that's been going on. But I don't know, for me, it's just a, a weird way to just end an entire phase on him. So explain why you guys think it makes sense for it to end this way instead of Endgame. As far as a phase just coming to a close. Was it because of the aftermath of Tony dying or was there something else that we needed to So I, I think it makes a lot of sense where it, it left a lot of questions for people who saw Endgame like okay what's gonna happen to the Avengers where are they now and when Peter was asking what about Captain Marvel what about Thor where are these people and they're not there right some of them are grieving like Scarlet Witch because Vision she's grieving because Vision's not around uh, Hawkeye he's going back to his family um, Scarlett Johansson's character, uh, Black Widow, she, you know, she's dead, right? So it, it just gets you thinking about what's going on with these characters and who's left, who's able to save the city, save the world. Spider-Man, who else, right? So it kind of like opened that up and then also gave a hint as to is Spider-Man going to be part of Phase 4 because with that contract with Sony, um, they only they were only able to make so many movies or so. No, they're contracted to do three, so three. we got at least one more. Which Sardi, they're talking oh. about doing a senior year. Should oh, we... okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, no, no. Are we getting Aki or or is it is it the rumors we're it, getting Norman? Norman, yes, that's oh. what I yeah. Norman is what I heard. So, but yeah, I think this is a good closer for a few reasons. Um, number one, it closes out a lot of loose ends that we didn't know were loose ends from phase one through three with the whole Tony storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes Spider-Man in a completely new direction, like you said, with his identity being revealed. But also, I think it sets up this whole idea that, like Carlos was saying, the Avengers aren't really a thing at this point in the MCU. So a lot of these rumored characters that we're going to be getting make a lot of sense. Like, if we get the Young Avengers, we get them because they have to become a team because there's nobody else to do it. If we get Miss Marvel, same thing. She's emulating Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel's not around. She needs to step up and be a hero. So I think it sets up a whole younger generation of movies that we're going to see. Or is it going to introduce, now that um, Disney owns Fox, can we bring in the X-Men to this world or Fantastic Four? Gotcha. Well, I'm very, very excited. I can't wait to see what we're going to... What's next? What's Is, is the Internals next? or what's... Eternals and Shang-Chi have been announced for sure. Okay. Is Black Panther 2 also been announced? Oh, and Black Widow. Oh, Black okay. Widow. Okay, so those are coming up next. All right, so just from our discussion, we'll ponder what we just heard. Think of a rate. Sean, I need some music, though. I love music. Yes. It's Sean Sound Booth time. <laughs> Welcome, Carlos. <laughs> Next. Wow. <laughs> Next so skip. I was incredibly unoriginal only because they already chose like the perfect song for the trailer. So I'm just going to steal a page out of their book. They chose the Ramones. Um, I want to be stated. I'm going to be so different. I'm going to choose the Ramones. And they did a cover of the Spider-Man song. 
I love it. <laughs> Have you heard this version? No. Oh, it sounds so good. Mm-hmm. So here's a little bit of Ramones with the Spider-Man theme. and Rob, thank you for joining me for... <laughs> I'm asshole. Because like you it. said next. <laughs> for joining me for Sean Sound the time. <laughs> All right. What are we going to rate this movie? You know, I'm going to try to keep this thing a thing and keep it going despite what Carla said. We're going to rate this ghostings. All right. Yes, ghosting is still a thing. So okay. how many ghosting does Spider-Man Far From Home get? I'm going to give it... 4.5 out of 5. I'll what about you? 4.5 out of 5. 4.5. Because of the ghosting jokes, they didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> Without them, it would have been a 5. Yeah, no, this movie does have some replay value. I wouldn't turn to this before some of the other films, but um, yeah, you can definitely watch this movie again, catch some stuff you didn't before. Um, love the new characters. I thought they were great. And um, yeah, again, it was a little clumsy in a little bit. So I would say uh, four for me. Four ghostings. Jake just texted me. He's crying. <laughs> he thought you'd give it a better score. Jake, I love you. I'm so... And yeah, that was another thing. He's gone. They rid him off. So four. We don't know for sure he's dead. Oh, oh he's dead. Oh, <laughs> God, why do you do this to me? He's dead. <laughs> the, the glasses told him so. He's dead. He's just not that into you. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Yeah. No, four for me. Again, solid sequel. I I, I do like it. Just was not the best Spider-Man, in Let's my go opinion. go watch it again, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we should. <laughs> All right. So that concludes our review. Just a few other things. Um, we have our monthly draft that we have to do. We are going to base it around this movie. Last year... We did a Marvel, um, well, not a Marvel. We did a sort superhero. of superhero draft, excluding MCU. Well, this time our draft is nothing but MCU. I'm movies. so stressed out. <laughs> so, out of the twenty, what is it? How many? Twenty two films. I think yeah. twenty two films. We are going to pick ten. It is up to you for our proud movie draft, July. To give us the five you believe will be in our draft. You have to get all five of them. Uh, you have a chance to win smaller prizes, which includes a little bit of merch, stickers, magnets, pins of our logo, leading up to a bigger prize that could be anywhere from a cash value of a DVD, um, guest starring on our show, picking a movie for us to review, and even directing an entire episode of our show. So, uh... You'll get the announcement on Twitter and to let you know when to submit your five choices. But um, yeah, all MCU this time. I'm excited. We're going to close up phase three. (laughs) So look out for that uh, draft episode uh, coming in in between our next episode, episode 58, which is going to be uh, the Proud Movie Draft choice um, from Kevin Brackett, which is True Romance with Kristen Slater and Patricia Arquette. That should be fun. 
Um, I also want to point out that for Patreon, or one of our bonus episodes will be another Spider-Man movie. Sean and I collectively, again, love Andrew Garfield, so we are going to review The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Ooh, that's a good one. I love that one. Love it, love it, love it. And yeah, it'll just give us another excuse to watch it. And so look out for that. Just for a dollar, if you join, you will have access to this episode as well as another bonus episode coming up sometime this month. So if you guys want to join, that's patreon.com slash MGP podcast. So we have um, some movie geeks for the week. Uh, I have two people I want to talk about today. Uh, basically, with Movie Geek of the Week, um, I post two questions that is important for our show, and that is, what is your favorite movie, and what movie are you proud of, despite global or social circle hate? And uh, we have two people that I want to talk about today, so uh, three on one podcasts. Uh, their collective favorite movie is Drive with Ryan Gosling. You guys seen that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, no, good movie. And um, Hot Rod is another one. <laughs> Do you guys know Hot Rod? You don't know? That's Adam Sandberg and Lonely Island when they no. made sort of that 80s sort of... Do you remember Hot Rod? I never saw it. Oh, okay. It's, it's funny. I like it. The movie that they are uh, proud of, despite global hate, is Hobo with a Shotgun. I like that movie. I have not seen that one. Never heard of it. Now, is that a horror or a comedy? Uh, yes. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> okay. No, it has been on my list. I do want to see it one day. But yeah, they are proud of Hobo with a shotgun. Do you do you see it getting a lot of hate or anything? Or people just don't talk I about it? Or honestly haven't really heard much about it. Yeah, maybe that's maybe yeah. that's it. But um, and- Well, I remember when I first watched it, I thought it was just okay until the end. And I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do want to see it one day. All right, and um, also Ryan L. Terry is a movie geek of the week. He says his favorite movie is Jurassic Park, hmm. while the movie that he is proud of, um, regardless of social or global hate, is Freddy's Revenge, the gayest <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> he says because of both the hilariously campy and thought-provoking gay imagery and content that pushed the envelope creatively. He just likes to pause that scene where they wake up in the bed together and <laughs> get his rocks off. Oh, that was so hot. <laughs> Do you remember Freddy Part 2? Yeah. <laughs> we should sit him down and watch it one day. Yeah. See, see if we can pick up or on all the... going to be each side of me? <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. So like <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carlos, thank you for coming back to the show. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Of course. I bugged you. Yeah, no, yeah, he was like, I'm on your episode, I don't yeah, care. you have no choice. Yeah, this is it. I yeah. even tried to make it inconvenient for him to come to you at an early time. Yeah, I was like, he's like, not going to do this. It's Spider-Man, <laughs> I am here. No, he was about it. No, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks for joining us. And Sean, of course, thank you again. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, so again, in two weeks, you'll get episode 58. And remember to um, write an iTunes review for your favorite podcast out there, including us. We all need your love and support. And say goodbye to the people, Sean. Goodbye to the people, Sean.